When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministry, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler, this is my co-host Clint, and uh, it was good. another good week for Auburn baseball. Oh, man, and it was. Um, Auburn just continues to roll, and two really big midweek games that, honestly, I didn't think Auburn was going to be able to perform well and proved me wrong, and now Auburn is 13-0 and on the season, the only team in the SEC without a loss. That's right, and I think, I know yesterday at least, um, we were one of only five undefeated teams left in the entire country. I don't know what happened last night other than Auburn, but um, we, I mean, we're clearly one of the elite teams this year. Yeah, and if you look by the rankings, and you know as well as I do that baseball rankings are kind of funny since you got five or six entities that rank teams, but Auburn is ranked as high as ninth and as low as, I think, 15th or 18th, so... You know, Auburn's, Auburn's earning the respect that, you know, the, the basketball team isn't getting right now. Yep. Um, but let's talk about this week's action. Um, last last Tuesday, that I mean, it seems like a year ago. Right now it does. Um, we played at South Alabama. Uh, we got this 7-6 to six victory over a, we thought was a good South Alabama squad. But um, since then... They're 0-5 in their last five games. Including losing the entire series and getting swept by Texas Tech. Te- but Texas Tech is also they're, undefeated. They're a top-five team. They're, Texas Tech is a very, very good team. Um, I didn't know that's who they played this weekend. I, it surprised me that they got swept, but now it's understandable that <laughs> Texas Tech is a very good team. But um, the the pitching depth came through once again. Um uh, you know, uh, Andrew Mitchell 
started uh, four innings, uh, six Ks, only three hits. Just um, another efficient, um, not great, but efficient, good outing by Andrew Mitchell. Yeah, and keeping South Alabama scoreless in those first couple innings was really big, especially with how the relievers pitched. Um, you know, Welly Malcheski came in for two-thirds of an inning and gave up four runs and just wasn't a great outing for him. Um, Coker came in and did what he needed to do, but, you know, Cody Greenhill came in to finish it after Elliot Anderson filled that gap, and I, I'm really starting to like this freshman. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited about Cody and what he's going to bring to the table the next few seasons because um, he's legit. I mean, he's got a 90, 93, 94-mile-per-hour fastball with good off – off-speed movement, and um, um, I mean, he's just got good stuff overall, and um, I mean, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. I mean, I think he's going to become be an elite closer in the back end of our uh, bullpen, but, you know, I'm curious to see if uh, Butch potentially starts him sometime, you know, um, because he does, he is such a good pitcher and brings so much to the table. Yeah, and, you know, we've got that set as a discussion point later on in the show of what are we going to do with these midweek games and pitching-wise. And, you know, there we might see an opportunity for Cody Greenhill to get that midweek start. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see it sometime soon. Um, but I think overall, I've said it a ton, a million times before, but our pitching depth is way greater this year than it has ever been. Um Last year, I th- think I said that I, I trust Cole Lipscomb and sometimes Calvin Coker in in our bullpen. But this year, I think I was counting it up yesterday. I've got about four guys that that I trust and feel pretty good. Um, and it seems like we've been, on the mound. we've been putting about 15 guys on the mound out of the bullpen. So, Tell me about you it. know, I, I think Butch has done a really, really good job of getting a lot of guys' experience and still being able to compete with them. You know, yeah. well, Welby Malcheski hasn't been the best player on the mound, but he's. Yeah. you can see how much he's grown from last year to this year. Getting him a couple of games experience that he didn't have last year, I think is going to be big for him. But he's still playing well enough that the Tigers are still an opportunity to win the game. Yeah, just giving, giving these guys the experience is going to pay off. I'll tell you, way le- when, later in the season, when we need them, yeah. it's going to pay off. Um, let's move on. Friday uh, Friday and Saturday, we uh, hosted BYU here at Plainsman Park. Uh, BYU does not play on Sundays um, because of religious obligations. but um, So we played one Friday night and then two on Saturday. Um Let's talk about Friday first, though. We got the 4-3 to three victory. Um, Casey Mize got the start. Didn't look dominant like he did pretty much all of last year, but he still got the job done. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Casey, if he's got a little bit of an injury bug or just a little strained, but, um, you know, he's not that dominant pitcher that we saw last year, and he's not going to go nine innings anytime soon but 
even just in five and a third of, of an inning, he got nine strikeouts, only gave up three hits and two runs. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of those hits was a home run. Yes. So they're was. so they're hitting Casey very hard, and yep. that's and that's a little worrisome. Yeah, it is, and I <clears throat> I know I've told Clint um, several times, but the this Auburn team hit Casey pretty well um, this spring um, in preseason practice, and I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. He missed the entire fall, so it could be just getting back in the groove of things, which I hope it is. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he uh, continues to pl- do and play out the rest of the season. And, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in Casey Mize, the player, and our coaching staff. So I, I really think that Casey can turn this around, and it's not just going to be a slump of the season. Yes. And um, it was only a 4-3 to three victory, but I'll tell you what, there's one guy that really came on the scene and in- introduced himself to the coaching staff this game and ended up he's played very well the the next few games that we're going to talk about this week um edward edward julian um out of he's out of quebec canada and but let me tell you when's the last time we had a canadian on the auburn baseball team i don't know i i'm willing to bet it was a long time ago because <laughs> um, there's not many canadians that seem to find Auburn, Alabama as paradise, you this know? This is true. Um, it's just a whole different lifestyle that they've been used to living. And um, But I'm, we're glad to have Edward here, and um, he's certainly started to contribute. And I'll tell you, once again, I've talked about it before, but in preseason practice, I would say that he had probably the best bat of the entire team and and he's been showing that like you said to the coaches and recently to the Auburn fans if the coaches didn't know what they had in this bat then I don't know why he'd be DHing as much but you know in that four to three win on Friday Edward was responsible for all four runs had a three run home run in the second inning and followed that up in the fourth inning with a long sat fly that scored the eventual winning run yes um, but yeah, Edward has, he's looked very good, um, the past few games and this was kind of his debut and introduction to Auburn, um, the Auburn fans and, um, the team to show what he could truly do. And, um, I'm excited to see what he does over the ne- next few years because he's a freshman as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's just going to get better and better and, you know, Auburn, Auburn has needed a really good bat for a long time that we can consistently rely on, and I think Edward might be that guy right I'll now. I'll tell you, my mouth is salivating as all, <laughs> of all these freshmen right now because you think about it, Julian, Stephen Williams, Tanner Burns, Cody Greenhill, Ryan Horder, who started uh, yesterday. I mean, they're all bringing a lot to the table and I can't wait to see um, how they play play out the next few years. But uh, let's move on to Saturday. Saturday, what a day. Was a what big... a day to be alive. What a day to be an Auburn Tiger. <laughs> Saturday. You want to go down the list? I mean, we had <laughs> baseball win two. I think softball, softball won, won two. two. Equestrian beat a top five SMU uh, 
team here at Auburn. Um, the number two ranked yeah, Auburn the, Equestrian number two team. SMU team. And then basketball, I think they had a game. I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't, um, it's had, kind of a blur right yeah, now. Yeah, they had a little game. I don't remember the details. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, like you can, an SEC championship? You can listen to Inside the Jungle for that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but we're excited about that. But And even but, Butch Thompson, um, before the game, he said he was going to – he said, because we're playing the doubleheader on Saturday, he said, I'm going to try to sneak over to the arena <laughs> in my uniform for a few minutes. And I wouldn't and, doubt that. Butch, uh, Bruce Pearl was at yeah, the baseball game just about 30 minutes before the ba- basketball game even started. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I love how Auburn has really, you know, we've always said Auburn family, but I feel like this, these coaching, these coaches and, um, these these teams have really come together and are uh, acting as a family and contributing um, and benefiting off of each other. Oh, yeah. The football team, they started it with the big victories over Georgia and Alabama, and then the basketball team just built on that. Baseball team is building. Softball team is building. And, you know, we talk about those four, but our equestrian team is doing extremely well. Um, soccer did well this season. I mean, it's just exciting to see all the Auburn sports come together as a family. It really is. And, you know, the, the bid three right there, right there on the corner of um, Heisman and Donahue, bat, men's basketball, football, and baseball, Gus, Bruce, and Butch, it's, you know, they all three get along really well. Like you know, that. I think Bruce with the two of them more so, um, but, you know, they don't put on this facade of we're really good friends for the better of Auburn. I think they truly are. Yeah. I mean, you you see uh, Gus really supporting the ba- the basketball team, uh, and Bruce does more in support for this university and this athletics department than just about anybody else. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was I don't know um, why I was just randomly going through Coach Thompson's Twitter feed last night, and <laughs> I'll tell you his. His last four tweets, or um, they were retweets, but his last four things that he has presented himself as on Twitter dealt all with basketball. Yeah, and I think that's just a testament to who these men are and um, what they want to contribute to Auburn. But let's not get too far off topic. Um, (laughs) Let's start talking about baseball again. Saturday is that what we're here doing? I think that's what we're here doing um, to do. But Saturday, game one, huge, twenty-one to four victory. Um, tons of uh, Auburn Tigers got playing time. Uh, Fifteen players saw the field. Thirteen different uh, Tigers recorded a hit. Um, it's the first career hit for Kate Evans, Brett Olson, and Judd Ward. So I mean, it was just an exciting day overall to see all the, so many different players um, get their start as Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and you know, for as many guys got playing time in the field, only two guys got to play on the mound. Davis Daniel got the start, went six full innings, uh, five strikeouts, gave up four runs on six hits. But you know, when your when your offense scores twenty one, I don't think it's yeah. really that big a deal. But and I'm pretty sure I'm not positive. But I want to say you were. I think you were at most of the game, so you can. T- but I think Davis gave up most of those, or th- at least three of those runs, in like the first or second inning, and um, 
we're checking it right now. But um, he gave up. Um, I know. I think it was it was three to zero at one point. Um, and I mean, I was getting nervous, and I'm like, oh goodness, our undefeated <laughs> record. There it goes. But was it, boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, Davis gives up three runs in the top of the first, and then the Auburn offense scores seven in the bottom of the first. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was just we explode. And it's, I think we talked about this like last week, but Davis is, he struggled in the first few innings, but then, yeah. then he is, he settled down and gotten into it and gotten and done very, and done well. And you know, he did that a lot last year too. He was kind of hit or miss, you know, from start to start, how he was going to perform, especially early on. Right. And, you know, once he gets into that groove, he's yeah. really good. And, you know, maybe it's just a, so, you know, a mental block or something, but the sooner he can get on that roll, the better. Hopefully he can get past, we can find a way for him to get over those first inning yips or whatever they are. <laughs> and, um, cause I mean, when he gets going, he is a good pitcher and I believe in his ability. And, um, I know coach Thompson does because he's this kid, he's received the most starts on our team. Um, out of anybody the last over the last two seasons, yeah, and so I'm I'm excited to see what Davis does the rest of the year. Yeah, and you know the other guy who got to pitch was a name that honestly I didn't really know going into this game. Jack Owen, freshman Jack Owen, got his second outing of his career. Clint, if you would have come to preseason practice with me, you would know about Man, Jack. I, Owen. I tried, don't you worry. <laughs> but Jack came in and threw. Three scoreless innings and got his first career save. Yeah, Jack Owen, he's this kid. I'm excited to see what he does uh, over the next few years. I mean, another I forgot, freshman to I, add yeah, to the list. Yeah, I forgot to mention his name, and but he's he's going to be a huge part of Auburn's success over the next few years. Um, because let me tell you, Jack Owen, another pitcher, and he is the real deal. Um, he's not. He's not quite to the point that I think Tanner Burns and Cody Greenhill are at, but he's right. He's right there. He's got the best teetering coaching staff for a pitcher right now, so yeah. I think he's going to be okay. But another name that we just had to keep talking about, Edward Julian. Yep, Julian I mean, once again <coughs> pitch hit a grand slam, and that was the first uh, grand slam that Auburn has had. That was the first pinch hit grand slam. Pitch hit, which slam. says a lot about yeah. baseball when you keep all these kind of stats. Exactly, um, but I mean, and that's that's a, I mean, and that is a good fact that you found um, because there's not many guys that can come off the bench, and I mean, this shows you the depth once again <coughs> that can come off the bench and hit a grand slam like that and um, oh, have been, that capability. It's been 18 years since. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. The last time it happened was March nineteenth of two thousand. It's been a which while. Is, uh, how a long time. How old were you? Uh, Three. I was I was four years old. I oh was boy. still um, baby Chandler. I was I was a baby. Yeah, <laughs> but I was a cute baby. Um, <laughs> but but anyways, um, but yeah, it's been a long time. And um, it was great to see Julian do that um, again. But on to game two um, on Saturday. 
Uh, I got out to a, a little part of it uh, after the basketball game. You that, you were on a little bit of a high after that yeah, basketball game. Um, I think we all were. I think we all were, um, <laughs> especially me. Um, I brought my, my my SEC champion sign in, and every single person I saw, hey, War Eagle, we're <laughs> SEC champions. But anyways. And something uh, other than football. That's right. Um, but anyways, Tanner Burns got the start in the second game like he has um, all season. Um, he went five innings, uh, four hits, one run, uh, four Ks. Um, another solid, good start by Tanner Burns. Um, so that was that was nice to see. Um, Pitching-wise, uh, continuing on pitching, also Peyton Glavin, Corey Herndon, and Cody Greenhill all got to see, uh, all got time on the mound. And um, that was that was good to see. Um, all all of those get, players get time, uh, especially Corey Herndon. Um, I think I'm not positive, but yeah, let's see. Um, Corey, he only came in batters. for uh, uh, two batters. Two batters. Face. Yeah, and hit by pitch one of them and walked the other. <laughs> not not a but not a great outing. I'll tell you, I don't think many people realize this. But I think Corey Herndon, he's responsible for four and two-thirds innings so far this season. And he's still got a zero ERA. Wow. I mean, and that surprised me just because I thought he had kind of struggled. But apparently he hasn't allowed any any earned runs. And well, and, you know, that says a lot about the, his teammates and how hard they're fighting, not just for their time on the mound, but their team. You know, if he if he goes in and faces two batters and puts them both on base, you know, you've got Cody Greenhill coming after him who just ends the inning. Doesn't yeah, Cody, let them do anything. Cody Greenhill, that that guy, he's the man. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you. I'm I'm starting to get a man man crush on him. I'll oh, tell you, Will Holland better watch out because <laughs> Cody Greenhill, let me tell you, that kid, he's a player. Uh you, you have a thing for these really good freshmen. You I mean, know? I, I don't know what it is, but when you come in and you start contributing as a freshman, then you're a big deal to me. I mean, like, I'll tell you, Chumo Kiki with basketball. Hey, Woo! hey, stay off of my show. My mouth salivating <laughs> again. But, um, yeah, it was good to see uh, some more pitchers, Corey, Peyton Glavin, get some work. And Glad- then, Glavin's been getting a lot of work. He has been. And then Cody Greenhill just comes in and just shut them down let me tell you wipe your mouth pal wipe it um but went three and a third four strikeouts um only had one earned run uh through 48 pitches but so it was good to see uh green hill once again contribute very strongly uh to an auburn victory yeah and you know they with the double header on saturday it's two weeks in a row that we've had saturday double headers Gives this team on extra day of rest, and we go into Tuesday and just the second road trip of the year, heading up to Birmingham to face UAB. You made the trip. I did. I didn't get to go this year. It was a fun trip last year, but how was it? How's Regions Park looking? I was I was kind of surprised um, by the crowd and the scene at uh, Regions Park last night. Um, it wasn't near what I thought it would be. Um, really, it was it was kind of 
desolate. Um, it's a shame we had a good crowd last year. Yeah, last year I think it was after school got out. Um, it was it was later. It was in the later season. in the year. Yeah, and it was after school got out because I I had just gotten my wisdom teeth out. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. And um, <laughs> and I think that had a lot to do with it because there's more people able to go, yeah. and it was on. I think uh, I don't think it was on a week. It may have been on a weeknight, but yeah. um, there was just it was a. And it was better weather. I mean, it was 75 and sunny, yep. where last night it was about 50 degrees and chilly and windy and <clears> kind of rainy. But um, Todd Auburn's played a lot of rainy games. Yeah, so I think that had a lot to do with it. But it was still a very uh, very fun experience. Um, I, I mean, you're and it's fun because the entire UAB uh, – or UAB games, I think they play some at their home field they as do. well. But uh, all of UAB games are general admission, so um, the entire stadium is. So I got to sit front row right behind the dugout, and um, that was fun because, you know, like um, we heckle, obviously, Hitchcock hecklers. But hey, you came, you came across on the broadcast really well a couple of times. Well, that's that's nice to hear. Um, but, anyways, uh, it was fun because you know we would heckle something, and then every time I would say something kind of funny or something good, <laughs> I'll tell Brett Wright when he was not in the game would look back at me and go <laughs> point, point his finger at me and be like, and be like, that was good, that was good. And then Andrew Mitchell did that a few times, so that was it's just a fun, fun game and fun uh, environment and experience. But on to the game, um, Tigers they struggled early. Um, we got down. Um, I know at one point we were down eight to three. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't remember what the deficits were before that, um, but. <clears throat> Auburn we, led two one yeah, going into the UAB bottom of scored the early and first and but then we came back um, and got the two one lead and then um, we didn't get hardly anything. UAB dominated the fourth and fifth inning um, and led the game six to three or six to two and then they added on uh, two more in the uh, in the sixth. And they were leading eight to three, um, heading into the seventh inning. And I mean, I was like, "This is this is not good." Um, we've art because let me tell you, I love Coach Thompson, and I love and I support one hundred percent of his decisions. Uh oh. But let me tell you, we used probably twelve pitchers last night, and it's our, a long it, pitcher it list. It felt like twelve pitchers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it, we used eight <laughs> pitchers. And it took, I think the game took four hours and I want to say like 10 minutes it was a long, to finish. It was a long game. It was 10 and o'clock before it ended. I still, I'm not positive that it's over right now. <laughs> um, but Top of the 15th going yeah, on right now. But it was it was a fun game to be at um, because after the 8-3 to three deficit, um, we got some guys on base and it was, I, I'm pretty sure it was with two outs. And, Not surprising with this team. And uh, Josh Anthony, I mean, just nailed one um, into the the left center field bleachers, and that's what really got the momentum rolling for Auburn. How and, it's a it's a minor league baseball park. 
Remind me again, what are the dimensions? How uh, far was that outfield wall that he hit well, it over? I'm not really sure um, how far, because it was pretty much directly left center. Left field is only 320. Oh, okay. But center field is 400. Wow. So I'm guessing it was probably somewhere around 350, 360. Okay. Um, but he hit it, and I mean, it was a no-doubter. I mean, it was it probably traveled 400 feet. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you, you take one look at Josh Anthony, and... You that, would not be surprised that that man can hit it 400 feet. That man feet. has the biggest butt in the entire <laughs> NCAA. But, um, oh, this is this is a very quote worthy show. But Ooh, anyway, boy, um, but we'll we'll talk less about Josh's butt and more about baseball. I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, but um, yeah, it was good to see Josh. Um, get that first home run of the season. God, he and waited so long I'm, to get it last I year. I hope and pray that that is a, a sign of things to come because um, that got us with within eight. It was the score after he hit the home run was eight to six, and that just kind of got the momentum rolling um, and let um, just pretty much started things off. And then uh, Brett Wright came in in the eighth inning and hit another three-run shot, um, which uh, get I don't I, we scored some another run somehow um, in the eighth inning, and then so it was eight to seven, and then Brett Wright got stepped up to the plate. And I think it was for the first time pinch hitting. Um, um, I may be wrong. It could. I know Stephen Williams started the game at catcher, um, but it was either Brett's first or second plate appearance of the game, and he stepped up and just drove one also into left center field. It was, but his was more to center field, um, and um, but I mean it was a no doubter as well. Um, there's video of it. Um, Somewhere, because the the CUSA streaming site was not yeah. very good for seven dollars. Yeah, but there's a there's video of him, but he knew it as soon as it left the bat, and you could tell he he was he he had his arm up and he was travel <coughs> uh, rounding first, and I mean it was just exciting because we were down eight to seven, and that gave us the ten to eight lead, and then from there we scored another run, ended up eleven to eight, but um, that was very exciting to see Brett Wright. And that's his third home run of the year, and we're going to discuss this in a few minutes. But um, he was—that's some surprising pop um, from a bat that we did not expect very much coming into the season. No, um, it's, it's such a good thing, and it's just every—it feels like every game somebody different steps up and contributes in a big time role in a big yeah. time. And I don't know what it is about because I know Luke has. He had a big three-run shot against South Alabama. Steven, he's done his job. Brett Wright, Brendan Venner. I mean, you just go down the list, and the names, they just keep piling up and how they've contributed big time well, in, in yeah, different absolutely. games. absolutely. And, and, you know, we're starting to kind of have a lineup similar to what Auburn softball has done recently, especially that first trip or the second trip to the uh, World Series a couple of years ago of there are no easy outs in this lineup. Every single player in this lineup, regardless of which nine players Coach Thompson decides to go with, 
are going to fight and be a tough out for any team. Yeah, I mean, I totally, and that that that's a good reference that you made, um, because that is kind of what this lineup is like. I think um, it's just a solid, solid overall lineup, that, and there's no weaknesses. Because I mean, our nine hole hitter most games is Will Holland, and I think he's batting or hitting like three thirty or three forty. And and that's another. Um, softball kind of trick of putting another fast leadoff quality bat at the bottom of the line. There's just not really any weaknesses in our lineup this year. And that's a very, I mean, that's always a very good thing to see. Yeah, you know, when the game was 8-3, to three, it really felt like this truly was the end of the streak. Yep. Uh, the first really okay. big challenge, um, not being able to overcome a big deficit and Call it the Butch Thompson effect, like we call it the Bruce Pearl effect. Uh, this team has really embodied yeah, the I'll character you, of their coach, and they kept fighting. I'll tell you what. Um, another thing about last night, when it was eight to three, um, I think it was it was Coach Gross, Gabe Gross, uh, came into the dugout after uh, I think. I think Jeremy Johnson or somebody grounded into a double play, and it was just we a, had a lot of those. It was a, it was a killer, and it I mean it just it was just a dagger in the stomach, um, and it just was felt bad and really. But Coach Gross came over um, into the dugout because he coaches third base and was like, "Guys, we can't we can't quit. We gotta keep going. Gotta keep working hard. Gotta keep playing. You can't do anything about it. Don't don't." Um, get sad or mad because of the circumstances, keep playing. And I think that's what the guys exactly what the guys did and um I think it's it's just exciting to see these guys continue to fight no matter what the score is or what's happening, it's, they just continue to fight. But um on to some of our discussion topics. Um as we can tell from this midweek game, we're still looking for some midweek pitching help. Um, we got because we allowed eight runs, and that's you don't want. You can ask Butch Thompson. You don't want to allow eight runs. He's, <laughs> I can guarantee you, if you ask him about the pitching last night, he's not going to be excited. No, not at all. Not um, from a pitching minded coach like he is. But so yeah, we're still looking for some midweek help. Um, I mean Ryan Watson. Um, he's kind of he struggled so far this year. Yeah. Um, but Ryan Hoarder is another guy. I think give Ryan Hoarder some time. He's just a fresh, another freshman um, out of Wisconsin, I think. Um, give him some time because, let me tell you, that kid, he is super thin. Like, and he's super he, tall. He has got – give him a year in the weight room and he'll put some muscle and on, on, uh, on his bones. And I think he'll – I think he he'll be a major contributor next year, and I could be wrong. He could play a big factor this year, but I hope he does. But um, but I think he has the potential. We just got to give him time. Um, but Elliot Anderson, he Elliot, he's kind of he's impressed me this year so far. Um, he's because he struggled last year. He had I think a, above a six six point seven ERA, but really he's come into his own this year and um I, I think i was looking at era last night but i think he has a 3.18 so far this better. season and he's gotten a lot more appearances so that's been uh good to see 
And then, but I'll tell you, Calvin Coker, you can put him wherever you want, throw him in a ballpark, and he can get the job done. He's been a good arm and a good solid. Yeah, and that wasn't his best outing either. He gave up a big home run, I believe. Yeah, he did. You know, just that he he kind of struggled a lot last year every now and then. So hopefully this is all that we're going to see out of him, and he'll be back to that dominant arm that we've seen so far this season. But um, And then Corey Herndon is another name. Um, that we haven't talked, discussed a lot about. Um, he came on last night, um, struggled, um, struggled a little bit. Uh, I, I think see, he, I see a lot of zeros on his stat line. Yeah, now. I think he hit, but I think he hit a batter and then uh, he didn't walk a guy because it says zebra. <laughs> but I think he good. Chandler can read the stat line. I think he hit a guy and then I think we made an error maybe. But there, I'm pretty sure there was guys on first and third. And with one out, and he got a huge, huge ground ball, um, and I think it was to the second baseman, and we turned the four six three double play, and you could tell Corey was energized and was pumped after that double play, and I mean it's just good to see these different guys get uh, get experience and um, get some time, and um, just good to see some different guys get experience, but. We're still looking for a, I guess you would say a permanent midweek starter. Um, that kind, of, Christian Camacho kind of had that role last year. Um, we're still looking for that, yeah. but I think we'll find it um, I because think so too. we have we have several pitchers that have the capability <laughs> and ability to do it. They just gotta they gotta do it. You know? Yeah, and we've got two midweek games next week against uh, Georgia Tech and Memphis, so that gives it. That's two really good opportunities for these two, guys to two very good to teams. get some uh, experience and you know probably show themselves that and the team that they can take that yeah, role. I can't think of the uh, catcher for Georgia Tech, but he's, yeah. he's one of the best players in the nation. Yeah, and, he's really good. Um, but he th- that Tech team and the Memphis team they'll be they'll be a test, and um, we'll we'll get to. We'll get to see what we got against against both of those teams. But um, another topic is uh, we're looking for another lefty. Andrew Mitchell, he's kind of uh, – he's done very well. He's the only pitcher, I'm pretty sure, that still has a zero ERA uh, on the season. And he's pitched nine and a third innings. But after him, we're, we're still looking for that, that other lefty. Very right-handed. Um, Ryan Horder or Jack Owen or uh, I think Elliot Anderson or uh, Blake Scalecci. All all four of those guys. I'm I'm looking for one of those to step up. I know you're listening. Step up and do it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're still looking for another lefty to kind of contribute to uh, our our rotation and our bullpen. But I think we'll find it. And then finally, Brett Wright. Hit his third home run. I know we've talked about it already a little bit, but he's been a nice surprise to the lineup. And I'll tell you, overall, we've hit 11. so many more home runs this year than years past. Yeah, we've already. had 11 this year, and it took until yeah. April 5th, I think, to even hit 10. Yeah. So I think. So we're, we're a month and a half yeah, ahead of schedule. I think this is just a testament because this is, this is year three under Coach Thompson. Yep. 
And this, I think, is just a testament to the recruiting that he's doing and the coaching, his coaching ability. And, I mean, it's just ex- because everybody loves seeing the ball leave the ballpark as, well, when you're on offense. <laughs> when uh, it's your when, team. When your team's on offense. Um, but it's just a, it's a great thing to see, and I'm excited to see uh, Brett and others uh, continue to do that. So, as always, we always pick a player of the week, and, you know, they're making it really tough to do this right now. They are. A lot of A lot of guys are playing really well, but I, I had to jump in and take the guy first this time because you always take the guy I want, but I have to, absolutely have to go with Cody Greenhill. Yeah, I mean, Greenhill uh, <coughs> just dominated. Um, you can read read his stats out, but um, uh, over over three games over the past week and a half, seven point one, seven in the third inning, uh, only one hit, walked two guys, struck out eight, and earned three saves. By the his way, first three career saves. Yeah, I mentioned that this guy is just a freshman. I mean, oh, did we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, wow. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, and he's come on the scene, and he's been – he's done a big-time job. And Right, mean, like, just, Co- Cody could very well be my new favorite player on this team. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree. I mean, I, I really don't know if I have a favorite player now because last year it was Will Holland, but there's so many freshmen that I love – that have come on and played big roles. <laughs> I think, I mean, I just love this entire team. Um, but my player of the week, I was debating. Um, on a list of eight between, guys. Yeah, a list of, I think, like 14 players. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Um, you can only pick one. I, I chose my boy, uh, Stephen Williams. Um, he went eight for nineteen over the last five games, zero strikeouts, um, and hit three fifty four. Um, He's hitting three seventy five on the season yeah, too. Hitting three seventy five, and I think that's he's just embraced his his role. Oh, hey, he's a freshman too. And I'll tell you, yeah, he is. <laughs> and I'll tell you, he uh, because I I know his sister real well. Um, he struggled. Oh he struggled this summer. Um, uh, I think he was somewhere in Virginia, but, and I was kind of worried. I was like, well, he's, he's got all the hype, but he's got to actually do something. But let me tell you, Stephen Williams is the real deal. And he has come into Auburn and taken it by storm. And I'm excited to see him also over the next few years. Might need to bar you from picking people that you personally know, but. I mean, then you wouldn't be able to pick many of these guys. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just been exciting to see um, all these freshmen continue to contribute. But um, looking ahead, we got a big series this weekend against Northeastern. Um, I think they're out of Louisiana. Um, I'm not positive about, on that. but that's, I'm, that's Northwestern State. Is it? Yeah. Where is Northeastern? Look it up. Look it up for us. Yes, sir. Um, but Northeastern, um, I don't know much about them. Um, Northeastern University. Massachusetts. Out of Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, so I, Louisiana, Massachusetts, same thing. Yeah. 
I was just a little, <laughs> just a little off. Man, these directional schools give you a lot of trouble. Um, but but it'll be exciting to welcome them to the plains this weekend. Um, the Bostonians. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but their their colors are red and black. I didn't know that. Um, but. I mean, it'll be exciting to see if we can continue this undefeated streak. I mean, I know it's the big bear on the table. Nobody wants to talk about it. We're thirteen to zero. Can we continue it? You know, I want to talk about it. Um, I want. I want to go. Uh, I want to go eighteen and zero before we reach. I don't know how many games we play. Texas A and M. I want to go like I think. I think I know Alabama um, plays or would play fifty six games if they won the College World Series. Um, because Hunter Johnson always puts Alabama fifty six and zero on Twitter. Who? Um, yeah, who? <laughs> but anyways, um, I want to see Auburn win them all, and we're off to. I mean, we're off, so far we're off to a good start. Well, and this is the last non conference series before conference play starts with Texas A and M, the week of St. Patty's. And if Auburn was to win out, Auburn could go into that Friday game 18-0. and Yeah, let me tell you, how exciting would it be, I mean, to play in the NCAA tournament and be 18-0 and in baseball in the, at the same time? You know, oh, that would be the same weekend. Oh, man. That opening weekend um, um, of SEC play. It's not this weekend, but next weekend. Right. We'd be playing in the NCAA tournament, hopefully, and then hopefully. Well, I mean, we you play on Thursday and Friday or the first round. Um, so hopefully we win that first game. But um, I mean, that would be. A, I mean, I talked. I talked about this Saturday. How amazing it was! Can you imagine next weekend? How amazing! I mean, it's going to be. It's just. I love Auburn athletics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Man, we need to get you out of here. I know I'm. I'm very sleep deprived, um, not focused, <laughs> and I'm thinking about Panty Georges right now. Ooh, but um, not sponsored. Yeah, don't go to. I mean, yeah, don't go there. They're not a sponsor. But no, I'm just kidding. Panty George is very good. Oh um, but anyway, so off topic. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting. <laughs> a very exciting time. A very exciting weekend for Auburn athletics. And I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, tell them, tell the people how you could they can connect with you, Clint. <laughs> you can not rant about Chandler to me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can always check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. Chandler, where uh, can people tell you to be quiet? <laughs> you can tell me to shut my mouth. <laughs> On uh, Twitter at Golf Wizkid, G O L L W I Z K I D, and I will take no offense if you just send me a random tweet that says "shut up." Oh, I'm doing that right now. And um, I will take no offense. But um, it's been fun. Uh, it's been real. It's been fun. I don't know if I can say it's been real fun. It's been but, real fun. But uh, thanks for listening and War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. 
If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.